We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Fourier, we got to find ourselves... We're a minute and a half Uh-oh. late when the guy who joins us on the Harbor One hotline is keeping a schedule. We would have been fined in the pros. I guess it would have been Dawn Patrol for uh, yeah, early morning running. Early morning running uh, as the head football <laughs> coach of Boston College, Bill O'Brien, is with Gresham Fourier. Coach, good morning. Good morning, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, uh, my God, what has the last two months been like in the life and the world of Coach Bill O'Brien? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. You know, look, it's one of those things where, you know, you have opportunities that come up and and you try to make the best decision for your family along with your family. My wife, Colleen, and I thought that, you know, Ohio State was a really good opportunity. And then, obviously, when Coach Halfley decided to go to Green Bay, this became an incredible opportunity, you know, just where I'm from, the type of place that Boston College is and uh, the fit, you know, and, and just being here for five days right now, I just couldn't be happier with uh, with, with with being here and, and, and getting this thing going. Hey, Coach, uh, it's Christian Foria here. I don't even know. i got to check your memory because uh, when you took the Penn State job, I went out there and I visited you. I don't even know if you remember me coming to visit you and talking Absolutely. to you. Yeah. I totally remember. I, how could I forget, Christian? How could I forget? Well, I wasn't sure. Listen, a, a lot's happened in your life since then, right? You've been all, you've been, yeah. I mean, a, a successful in, at Penn State and then at Houston and at Alabama, uh, the Patriots, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I know when you took over that Penn State job, that was, that was tough. That was a, a whole changing of everything, and you did a fabulous job. What's, what is, what is the, you know, the situation like at BC compared to Penn State? Yeah, very different. I mean, very different. I appreciate you saying that, uh, Christian. You know, Penn State was, at that time, 2012, was going through a very tough time. And, and you know, when I took the Penn State job, um, you know, we had, a, we had a really good football team at the time. And then in that summer that I took it, here came the sanctions, you know, and, and the guys were able to, to transfer and go anywhere they wanted. And we were able to keep most of that team together. And, and that was probably our first experience with the transfer portal, you know, even though the portal wasn't really, you know, in vogue, then we had to deal with it right away. And, but, but being here at Boston college is, is a lot different. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a program that, you know, is really filled with a bunch of great kids. This is a morning program. So these kids get up at five thirty in the morning and, you know, they work out at six thirty, and uh, they work very hard and they, they meet on football. We were able to work with them during the week, which is really good. And then they go to class. So these guys go to class in the afternoon and come back up here at night and do a little bit more football. So, you know, this, this is a, a program that, that is filled with a, with a lot of guys that uh, really understand, you know, what this place is all about, you know, playing good football and, and getting a great education in a world-renowned city. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a cool place to coach and play. Boston College head football coach Bill O'Brien with Gresh and Fourier. And, 
Coach, there have been Heisman finalists at Boston College. There have been years where they've won, where they haven't. There's always been the struggle for Boston College football to get their slice of the pie here in this region because we're so pro-heavy. You're from here. You understand that. How do you go about trying to raise the profile of Boston College football in a city full of superstars and winners? Absolutely, though. I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and Boston, you know, is such a great city with all, all the great teams that are in this city. We have to find our niche. You know, th- there's a niche for Boston College in this city. I think we have to go out and sell the program. We have to put a good product on the field. We, we, have, to, you know, we have to win games. We have to be a product that, that's exciting to watch where people want to come and, and watch us play. And, and that, that starts with us as a coaching staff and our players you know, working hard to do that. But I do think, you know, with that being said, if we can put a, put a good product on the field and we can and we can win football games, there's a niche for us in this city. You know, there's a lot of people in this city, in this region that love Boston College, that take a lot of pride in Boston College. And there's a great history and tradition uh, here at Boston College filled with a lot of great players, like you just said, over time. And, and there's been coaches here that did an unbelievable job. Uh, we're not hearkening back to yesteryear. That's not really what I'm saying, but I did grow up watching Coach Bicknell and Coach Coughlin and, you know, I was obviously familiar with Coach O'Brien, what he did here. And, and, and we need to, you know, take that formula and be able to, you know, go out there and find some guys that can help us win some games and, and really have a great product that people want to come watch. So we're talking to new head coach of the BC Eagles, Bill O'Brien. And, Coach, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, when I saw that your name was involved in this, I thought – that was crazy, not because you can't do it, but more because how tough it is to coach in college and deal with the portal, deal with NIL, deal with just you know entitled young athletes that always want something from you and how I feel like a lot of college coaches recruit the kids out of high school and then they got to recruit them while they're on campus on the team. I'm, I'm curious if you gave that any thought or did you already kind of understand it what since you were with Alabama? Yeah, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, first of all, I think that when somebody asked me the same exact question yesterday, you know, I think every job I've had has been tough. Like, these are hard jobs. Like, that's the way it is. You know, football is hard. Uh, pro football is not easy. and College football is not easy. But that's why they, they hire us to, to embrace these places that we go to and, and sell what we're all about. You know, Christian, I think, like, when you think about Boston College, yeah, we, we will definitely uh, be involved in, in, you know, the the NIL and the portal and things like that. But I don't think at the end of the day that that's really what we're all about. We're, we're all about, like, hey, let's get some kids that are good football players that, that really care about the value of a good education because football doesn't last forever. I think if the first question out of a recruit's mouth to us is, like, how much are you going to pay me? I would say that probably isn't maybe a great fit for Boston College. And I think you can win with with guys that care about all those things, you know, giving back to the community and things like that. I also think that when you when like when you're saying about recruiting your own kids, I think it is about relationships. And and one of the first things I'm doing here, the main thing I'm doing is meeting with each guy on the team. I have about 50 guys I've met with. I got 50 more to go because I think it's really important to have a great relationship with these guys from the start and understand that you can have an impact on their lives. And I think that's a big part of what we're going to try to do here. And, you know, yeah, there's the portal and there's the NIL, but we can't let those things dominate our thoughts at at Boston College. We have to be about the people 
and the relationships that we develop with these guys and developing them as football players and, and giving them a chance to succeed on and off the field. BC head coach Bill O'Brien with Gresham Fourier. And, uh, Coach, I, I want to ask you kind of an overall coaching question because we're in a weird time, it feels like. The NFL has sort of pushed back their hiring cycle in terms of assistance, and we see guys now named head coach, you know, around the Super Bowl. In college football, we've got guys leaving FCS jobs as head coaches or low-level FBS jobs as head coaches and going to be coordinators at big schools. It feels like the sort of the coaching industry business is in a funny place. Am I over-evaluating it? Like, as a guy who has literally this month kind of jumped around a little bit, how do you sort of see the state of your profession overall? Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that coaching is in in, in a little bit of a, a, a different place. Uh, I, I think that, you, you know, I just like I had some conversations with some guys this morning, some some great coaches, and you know, we, we were actually talking about this, and and really like, I think like for me, it's all about like why did I get into coaching, you know, and and I my journey has taken me on a lot of twists and turns, you know, but I've I've had some incredible opportunities to coach, you know, really guys like some of the best players to ever play the game, and and I learned so much from those players, and along the way. You know, I made some mistakes. I tried to learn from my mistakes, get better, and I tried to figure out what was the best fit for me. You know, what what is the best fit? And Boston College is a great fit for me. And, I, and you know, to all young coaches, I would say like you got to find out like w- like really what you what you're passionate about. What's a good fit for you? Are you passionate about you know college football? Are you passionate about uh, pro football? And, and you want to like set a goal and try to get to that point and try to make best decisions for you along the way. I think. That, that's been key for me and especially like for me and my wife Colleen is you know we always tried to make the best decisions for our family and and I think that's what we've tried to do and we, we always tried to try to find the best fit and I think this has been a really good fit for us and and we're, we're really happy to be here and I think that's really what all coaches are trying to do just try to find the best fit for them. So coach just I guess a uh, offensive question as far as your philosophy, your scheme, your system really, is it, um, you know, based on like the, you know, the offensive coaching tree, you were with, uh, you know, the Patriots and then Penn State and then Houston and Alabama. Like, what would you, I guess, what would you consider your system to be? You know, like what would it be the old Charlie Weiss system? Is it the a version of like a, some, uh, like a mix of a bunch of different systems? Or what, what, what should fans expect when the offense uh, steps onto the field? I think, it, I think it's going to be the foundation of what we did uh, really at Alabama and, and, and at New England. Uh, we'll, we'll be a team that really looks at who we have offensively. You know, here we have a, a really good quarterback that had a very productive year last year at Tommy Castellano. So, you know, a lot of our, our, our offense will be centered around what our quarterback can do. Uh, we have to try to be balanced. Uh, we, we, I, just from being here for five days, I'm really impressed with our offensive line. We've got a really good offensive line with some guys that will end up playing on Sunday. So we got to be able to run the football. And but we really, you know, we really need to be able to throw the football down the field. And we need to have chunk plays and you know, we need to be able to um move the ball in an efficient manner. But, you know, I think we need to be an exciting team. We need to be a team that throws the ball and, and has a as a way of playing that people want to come watch. 
and I think that's what we're going to try to do. I, I, I like the guys that we have. I've only been here five days, but I've liked what I've seen so far. And, you know, in, in college football, Christian, you can work with these guys. So it's not like the pros where they're gone until, you know, March or whatever. You're able to do football things with these guys. And so I've, I've been able to watch them throw and run routes and, and block and things like that. So I've been really uh, impressed with what I've seen. So I'm looking forward to working with them. Uh, Bill O'Brien, Boston College head football coach here with Gresham Fourier. Coach, does this job maybe reinvigorate you after what was clearly a struggle last season with the Patriots? Absolutely, yeah. This is um, definitely uh, invigorating relative to what what happened you know, last year. Look, last year was a tough year. You know, we um, we didn't play well offensively, you know, and I say we, you know, all of us. We just didn't do, uh, you know, a good enough job. We turned it over too much. Um we made too many uh, self-inflicted errors, and you know I, I wish Coach Mayo and that staff the best. Uh, you know they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it right. You know I, I felt like when I went to Ohio State, that was a a, a better uh, place for me at the time, and you know I made that decision to go. And then obviously this this job came, and I feel like I'm in a really good place right now uh, for me and the guys here and my family. So. But, yeah, it was a tough year. It was a tough year. But those things happen. You know, I think that, you know, if you, I've been doing this 32 years. Not every not every year has been, you know, 14 and 2, you know, 14 and 3. Some years are tougher than others, and last year was tough. But there was a bunch of good guys on that team that I enjoyed coaching, and uh, I really wish everybody at the Patriots the best. You know, Coach, I, I'm curious. You mentioned 32 years. They may not, not all be winning seasons, but they're growing seasons. You sort of learn I'm curious after just how it went really sideways last year, what were the lessons for Bill O'Brien and some of the takeaways that will make you better as a head football coach? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you always learn. You're always, you know, trying to get better. You, you know, I think in this, in this profession, you, you're learning every single day. You learn from the players, you learn from the guys that you're coaching with. And, you know, I think last year, what I learned was that, you know, look, at the end of the day, you have to be able to, whether it's pro football or college football, you, you have to be able to do the simple things very, very well. And, you know, you have to win the penalty battle. You got to take care of the football. Um, you, you have to eliminate, uh, you know, self-inflicted errors. You, you have to make great decisions as coaches and as players relative to play calls, play designs, but also, uh, the execution of plays. And, you know, I think if you do that, you, you know, you'll, you'll end up winning. And we just didn't do that. We didn't do the simple things well enough. And, and in the end, we played a lot of close games, but it just wasn't good enough. And, and uh, you know, we didn't play complimentary football. And so we're going to try to do that better here at Boston College and, and uh, try to learn from, you know, some of the things that, that, that we did there and try to do them better here at Boston College. Well, I'll tell you what, in knowing the New England landscape and all these, you know, kids that have been sired by these former Patriots like Fourier and others, you know, you can, you know where to go right in the backyard <laughs> to be able to pluck these kids of Super Bowl champions, Coach. Absolutely. I, you know, it's like, you know, Christian and then Zolak texted me and, you know, everybody's got, yeah, we, there's a lot of, I think there's a couple of brewskis out there, but I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of guys. It's funny, coach. You know? my, my, uh, you, you actually know my father-in-law from Brown, Bob Hall. He's 80. He's got a play in him. You know what? And he's got money too. Oh, so everybody no. sucks up to him. I married up. I, ain't lying. I never knew that. 
Oh, I never knew that. Oh, I love Bob Hall. He's oh, yeah. He's, I think he yeah. might be, Coach, the last person roaming Earth drafted in the same year by MLB, the AFL, and the NFL. That's a pretty damn Absolutely. good distinction, yeah. Absolutely. A phenomenal athlete at Brown and, a, and an even better guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Please yeah. tell Bob us. Oh, I will. Oh, believe me. And I'm sucking up yeah. just as much as everybody else, babe. He got uh, <laughs> You know why. Uh, Coach, thanks a bunch for the time, man. We appreciate thanks. it. We'll definitely talk to you before the season starts. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. There we go. Bill O'Brien, how about that? Hey, yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> I, I, love I, took, I took care of myself, but I also took care of you, too. You know, oh, I got all these kids of NFLers just, running all around. All you have to do is plant a seed. That's right, baby. I'll do the rest. That's Thank right. you. And I sucked up, too, so we're covered, right? We'll be at the spring game. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear, you know what, the email's going to come oh, from yeah. Ken. Oh, yeah, you guys at the spring game. Forget Ken and Curtis on a Saturday. It'll uh, be us over there, right? Well, he's he, right about his offensive line. What Halfley did leave him was a good offensive line. A lot of young guys. And a quarterback, I'm interested to see how that Cassianos is going to work for him, though. Uh, Not just, yeah. We'll just see how that works. Might need a year. Maybe two. I know there's a local kid here who played in the league also, who actually all him and his brothers went to BC, played quarterback. Son decided to go play at UCLA. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got the number, Coach. And you know what? If Billy O's there 20 years, we can hear Bubba Landon. There we go. Starting center. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Hockey talk. Hockey talk. Hockey talk. In the movies, they always go out and find a kid who's really good to join the team. We've seen Fourier on skates before, so it all of the talk is nonsense. They're dinosaurs. They know how to, like, yeah. survive. got to shout out Razor. That donut's for him. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of my way. Oh, well, I have a good game. All right, everybody, let's puck it up here. Regression Fourier. It's 1125, and joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Andrew Razor Raycroft of Nesson and WEEI. Razor, good morning. How are you, friend? Good morning, gentlemen. Perfect. Nice sunny day out. Ooh, is it? Finally. Is it really? I don't yeah. know. I feel I like know. last night we got more snow than the than the storm of the century that happened, like, uh-huh. what, on Monday or Tuesday? Oh, my God. But, what a disaster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Hey, listen, oh, I was I was shoveling. Anybody wants to come down to Seekonk, everybody bitching about this. All right, I got any snow. Come on down. Do you have well, plenty for everybody? I got pleased with the amount of snow to move around. Razor would be like, yeah, I did this in 10 minutes when I was a kid. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> Wait, has, the weather has been – didn't you say you did an outdoor rink? Yep. Okay, so how did, did it, I, how did you get any ice time? Yeah, yeah. So we had some we had some good days, and then this weekend, like I, it should be ready to go tonight. Like it's actually in a good spot. I, I was really concerned we were going to get the ten inches of snow, and that would have been that would have absolutely destroyed it. But the fact we didn't get any snow has actually given outdoor rink hope 
for this weekend because it's going to be cold and, and the kids are excited to get on it. So, so I'm in a good on, spot. I flooded it this morning. So on average, when are you normally breaking down the rink? Is this like a mid-March type deal or is it just very year by year and you just kind of call it on the fly? Yeah, it's more on the fly. So like the if it like this block of ice will take a little while to melt. Like it's got to get it's got to get pretty warm. But typically end of March, like once the grass gets growing, because uh, that's the other thing, right? Like the tarp protects the grass. So you usually you take the tarp up and um, it starts growing like a golf course, right? So there's there's some extra benefits to it. Um, but not not an ideal day. Not my best afternoon when I have to take the whole thing down and send water going everywhere but um yeah usually end of march probably within okay. the month so in canada is it flipped is it rink season like eight or nine months out of the year and grass season <laughs> three months out of the year oh it, it used to be certainly it, it's it, we have a pretty like where i am um it's a pretty similar weather pattern to here uh maybe an extra week or two of winter on either side uh, but, but sure, growing up as kids, I mean, you didn't have to build rinks because there was just ponds and water in the fields and, and wherever else. So you, you, the dads, and that and the fact that dads back then didn't build rinks. Like, they go go outside, kids, figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A little, yeah. little bit different that's, that way, that's too. That's the Fourier way. Oh, I feel like that's all <laughs> yeah. of our, that's the way we all kind of grew up. So, I, oh, yeah, so, we're so, like, so, so that's the good times, right? That's, those are the good times feel like these are the dark days of the Bruins, Razor. Whoa, they just yeah. can't. Since that all-star break, they just can't get their skating legs <laughs> underneath them. What's going on? Should we be worried? I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, they should have scored like nine goals last night. They missed five open nets, three posts. I mean, it just wouldn't go in for them. I thought they played pretty well until the second goal went in and they just felt they deflated them a little. I thought they were good against Tampa. So, no, I – They've been at home for a long time. Um, I think they, they'll they'll benefit getting out on the road and playing some road games and changing that mindset up. But I, I'm not worried right now. They're they're still in a really good spot. Um, we do have deadline coming too, so I want to. I'm interested if if there's going to be moves and and how that works. But it's it's tough to get going, and, and when you're not scoring goals and missing empty netters, it's, it's even more frustrating to play the game right now. I know that you, like uh, Fourier, who is a part of the uh, Tight End Association of America, you are a part of the Goalie Association of North America because we must include Canada and Mexico can get jumped in there. However, uh, does Don Sweeney need to consider trading Linus Olmark and that salary for someone who can come in and be able to help this hockey team? Uh, no. I, and one, just because I think you need two goalies. It's part of the identity, the identity of this team. But the other, the other major thing is like, there's a lot of teams that need goalies and there's a lot of teams that have goalies. Like there's a pretty good balance and there's a few other guys that are available, but nobody values, your goalie as much as you value your goalie. So there's so much talk, like, oh, just trade a goalie and we'll get a first-line center. It doesn't work like that. Um, uh, you're not getting back nearly what anybody thinks midseason when you're trading for a goaltender. So that's that's the big uh, misconception, I think, a little bit when we hear, oh, just trade Linus and, and get your top six forward or get your top three defensemen. You're not going to – I don't think that's the market. I don't think that's what you're getting back for one of these goaltenders. So at the end of the day, 
Linus is all, or store Jeremy are always going to provide more value to you for the next two months as, as the Boston Bruins than what any other team is going to perceive that their value is. So um, before my question, I just had a suggestion. I, I feel like I have yeah. a name change for you. It's Andrew okay. Razor Raycroft, right? I feel yep. like you should go by Andrew the Razor Raycroft. I just think about that for a while. What's he yeah. a prize fighter? Well, I feel like in a way, no, isn't it? Isn't it more menacing? Like here comes the Razor, and then and out comes Razor and his little you know 170 pound guy, right? I mean, it's oh my, that is. No? Hopalong Cassidy over here firing away and Razor being svelte. I just not like, man, here comes the Razor. Now let's go to ringside to talk to the Razor. No? Yeah, yeah, here's Al Bernstein with the Razor. <laughs> just think about it. Uh, just a suggestion. Okay, so here's my question. My God. What's more concerning <laughs> as of late? Okay, <laughs> you know you like it. What's uh, more concerning I, as I'd a, love it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I knew he would love it. Jaffe's too down the middle. Yeah. You, you're going off the <laughs> yeah. exit ramp. Um, all right, serious hockey talk question. Oh, Lord. With our buddy Andrew, the Razor Raycroft. More concerning at this point in time, okay? Uh, the power play, 0-2 last night. I think they were 0-6 against Tampa. Or the PK. Which, which one is, uh, which special teams is more concerning? PK for me. Um, I, 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 again, Marshawn missed an open net on the power play. Ben Reams like literally missed the open net from the top of the crease last night on the other power play. Could have easily have been two for two. Uh, they, they will get it sorted. Um, it, and, and power plays just typically go over twenty a couple times a year. It, ju- it just kind of happens um, for whatever reason. The PK hasn't been very good since December fifteenth, and. At the time, Forbert was out, so you would, and, and they were winning games. So you, you had kind of a reason or an excuse. And instead, now you're giving up 14 power play goals in 14 games. And they've taken too many penalties, so we'll start there. They've taken way too many penalties. But last night, they didn't take too many penalties, and they still gave up a power play goal. And it was off the rush, and it seemed a little unstructured. So, so my concern is the PK because if that starts going, that typically is a little bit harder to get back on the rails, and it's a little bit harder to get confidence, or it takes a little bit longer to get confidence back on the PK. So, I want to see that cleaned up, and and really that's like that concerns me more than the losses, than the old shootout loss, than playing well and not getting a win or the power play. It's the PK right now. I I, I really want to see it get turned around. Uh, Andrew Razor Raycroft with Gresham and Fourier here. Say it, the, say it my way. He's with us on the Harbor One hotline. Just say I, it. I, I can't. He likes it that way. I, <laughs> no, you're, again, here we're on the Fourier telling people what they're what they like and what they. Uh... All right, so the Razor is with us. It just doesn't sound. <laughs> you're right. not doing it right. No, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> razor, uh, Brandon Carlo wiped out, created a uh, odd man rush. I mean, it was. What was, uh, first of all, do you just kind of chuckle at those? Like, I know Carlo after the game was like, yeah, I guess I better go see my daughter and get some skating lessons. Like, is that one of those, hey, it happens in hockey. What are you going to do? Unfortunately, it gave up a goal. And on top of that, what was your most embarrassing skating moment in an arena full of people? Okay, perfect. I have a good one for that. (laughs) 
and yeah, you 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 do basically laugh it off at the time. Of course, you're embarrassed, and it, you know you're annoyed, uh, especially last night because it always seems to happen when you guys should be winning, and and that's the reason why you end up going down uh, two to one. But but yeah, it's it, it happens, and not a big deal. It's not like you're gonna go and like work on that play, or it, it just happens. Um, guys fall down. Ice is slippery. I had uh, so one of my the one I remember and it's etched in my brain. I'll never forget it. I got really so we were in Binghamton. Bingo! I don't know if anyone's if you guys have been to oh Binghamton. Oh my god! Literally, yes, the worst place in the world. Like it is. <laughs> Wait, hold on, horrible. Razor, Razor, hold on, Razor. This is great. My daughter actually plays basketball for Binghamton <laughs> University. And so yeah. yeah, so I get it, right? You're like, oh, this is interesting. Keep going. Oh, it's great. Bingo, something else. So we're in bingo, and and it's kind of that's like my parents hadn't. I hadn't seen my dad, my mom and dad for a while. So my dad came down with my uncle. So I was like, oh, I want to play good with them in the building and the whole thing. Um, First period, and the I don't want to throw the the trainers work so hard, right? But somehow this train, the trainer we had in Providence at the time, he like screwed my skates up, and I knew it was screwed up, and I tried to fix it. But it turned out that it wasn't fixed well enough. So I go out to – it was like a, a, a breakaway, and I could have went out and got it, but I had to hit the brakes. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to get to it. So I hit the brakes, and as I hit the brakes, a full yard sale. Like, the legs go up over my head. <laughs> my no edges. I'm literally swimming at, at the hash marks, literally swimming. The guy comes in on a breakaway on his own, goes around me, puts the puck in the net. And I'm heated. Like I am at, I'm, I'm so mad and I'm worked up because my dad and my uncle are in the building. It's Binghamton. So I'm already annoyed. <laughs> I, you know, I was in the NHL like two weeks earlier and now I'm in Binghamton. Like I'm just angry. Like I have that angry day and I start screaming at the bench, like yeah, about my skates. Like I, cause I'm so embarrassed and I'm so mad at myself and I'm so, and then I go in the room and I throw my skate across the room, like put a, Huge hissy fit as, like, a, a pro athlete. Really embarrassing. Uh, we did end up winning the game. I remember we came back because I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I can't lose this game now. Like, I have to do as everything I can. I give the trainer a hug after the game. But but still now, I can picture all of that night when you ask me what's embarrassing. That's the first thing I go to. Wow. I didn't think you had that in you. Oh, yeah, very rarely. Like, very, very rarely. But this, And that's why I remember it so well, I think, because, uh, again, I, I do feel bad when I do stuff like that, and um, yeah, I lost it for sure that okay. night. Okay, listen, that's fine. We all we all have those moments in us, and you know they're yeah. few and far between. I'm sure, but now you're a grown adult. You got your ice rink outside. Like you're you're like a great dad. I mean, this is good stuff. You've evolved. How about this I'm, one? I'm evolving. Yeah. How about yeah. this one? So earlier in the show, we 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 led with you know talking about the Bruins, you know, and the loss, and I think it was uh, Mark from Bedford. Who uh, called up and said, Mark that this, and Medford. Medford. Okay, I had half of it right. Half he, of it right. This, this guy half got surgery right. on his ankle razor and can't speak. Oh, Wait, oh, I spoke. I, I said we, it. Can we leave room for two questions for me for Fourier, oh, too, by the way? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, last questions. one for me. Last one for me, then it's you. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, perfect time for this team to take a road trip. Yeah. For sure. And. I, I'm not a big like guys want to be at home. Guys don't like going on planes and traveling and staying in hotels. But I, it does get to a point where these long, long homestands. There's just too much 
going on, too much at home. You get too lulled into forgetting about hockey, I think, at times a little bit. So, no, they're going to Western Canada, and then they got Seattle. So they got four and six coming up starting Thursday, um, and, and that will get them on the road. And then by the time they get to Edmonton, they'll be ready to come home again. So they'll get it out of their system real quick. All right. Okay. All right. So we actually have a text compliment that came into Razor. I'm going to save that because these Fourier questions are burning. Oh, okay. Razor, these are just ahead. for me. Well, All right. Yeah. Yeah. One is how is Binghamton for the students? Like, does does your daughter have a good time there, or and, uh, and are people like, is it fun? And do you go there often? I, Where do you eat and stay when no, you no, go there? I have not been there often. I've been there a couple times, but it's it's a haul. And uh, but no, she it's a. She says it's a party school because there is absolutely yeah. nothing there. So there's a lot of that going on, right? And it's a, and okay. it's a, like, it's not like a freeway campus or a backpack campus where, you know, kids leave over the weekend. They all stay. Got it. And then this ankle. I need to, like, a little bit more sore. And how miserable are you at home for your wife? Because I can imagine that you have a lot of energy. And the fact that you can't go anywhere or move and you're literally (laughs) probably asking her to do stuff for you all day long. No, yeah, I mean, Razor, you know know me now. Yeah, that is – you don't know my wife, but that is – it could not be more true. I think she's ready to move out. I I had her drive me to work yesterday, uh, and I thought she was going to literally open the door and just kick me out because I. If, and then, so Gress drove me today. Yeah, Razor. He rode up with he rode up with me today, and when Kim dropped him off, it was akin to <laughs> divorced parents doing the handoff <laughs> for the weekend. It that's felt actually, like it that's felt funny. like that. It felt yeah. like I was like the dad is being like, "All right, yeah. you've got oh. him for the weekend. Yeah. Here. Get his backpack. That, He's got practice tomorrow." He, did. he says, "Backpack down on the ground. His little wheelie cart. We loaded them all up, and then like literally, he the doors weren't closed, and his wife." drove off it's It's amazing because i was thinking that yesterday when i heard that she drove you and i'm like there's no chance she's driving him in again tomorrow like there's no way he's gonna have to uber there is no no chance no and then she wouldn't come pick me up so i had to (laughs) i had to take an uber i had to take an uber to her job because she refused to come into come into the city yeah i listen god bless her i got another week of this and I'll buy her a nice little, uh, I don't know, maybe buy her some roses or something. What should I do? I got pizza. She likes pizza. That's what I do. For well, the no, you should, you need to, you need to get her a hotel room so she can go stay by herself for a night. Away oh, from you. No, 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 no. I'm going with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, I'm here. Hey, uh, can I get the, uh, can I get the room with the, uh, with the accessible shower? Yeah, yeah. handicap <laughs> shower. Throw your big ass in there and just hose you down. Well, let's end on a uh, a compliment to Razor. This just came in from a texter in the 781. Said, guys, I'm listening now, and I hear you have, he called you Mr. Raycroft. Wow. Uh, And I just wanted to thank him. My son's been a goalie now for eight years, started as a U6 player. We met Andrew at Monkey Sports one day. He told my son to always worry about the next session, not the last goal. And he's continued that, become a very good goalie. He'll probably play varsity as a freshman. We have that written right above his bed. He looks at it before every game. So, again, thank you, Andrew, for inspiring my son. Wow. wow. Look at this guy. Making my day. Making my day. Wow. Thanks Jeez. for that text.
That is really a good chat as always, Razor. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Hopefully we see you soon. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, you too. Good luck, Mrs. Fourier. (laughs) Hell, good good luck me. I'm driving him (laughs) home. He's got to drive you home. Yeah, yeah. if she don't show up, then what am I going to do? I can't leave him in the middle of a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, you know? Good luck, Greg. Good good luck to me. All right, Razor, thanks, buddy. We'll see you. There goes Andrew Razor Raycroft with us on the uh, Harbor One hotline. He's got the the most distinctive laugh you've ever seen. Oh, very much so. I want it to be my ringtone. Really? Yeah, if I could, we could somehow isolate Razor's laugh, and then every time my phone rings, it'll be Razor, the Razor. He loved his new name. He loves his I new don't, nickname. I don't think he so. He loves, it, it's more menacing, It's it sounds tougher, scarier. All right, so if we had Bruce Buffer, right, from UFC, yeah. Yeah. who would say it? The Razor, or, he would, he or had the more, Razor! Yeah. The no, 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 razor. not the. Yeah. No, no, it wouldn't the be razor. the. No, no, it's he's, just. He's going to cut you. Uh, these UFC dudes, like, they normally don't put the in there. It's just, you know, when you're like, the Razor versus Razor Raycroft. I think we should make a poll. You get the poll out of the crawl space, and we'll get ready for the lunch. <laughs> you want me to get, the, get it out of the crawl space? Sure. I'm going to work on that right now. Uh, how about a pick first? That's next. Okay. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, allow us to take a little bit of time to peacock around a little bit. Because, you know, we'll we'll have every once in a while Fourier, a couple of people who will hoot at us, whether it's on Twitter, at Grush Fourier, W-E-E-I. Maybe some people who, when they see the graphic every day on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier, spell the A-N-D in between our last names. Or people in the Twitch chat or a texter that'll hoot at us on, oh, you guys never hit your pallets. Well, guess what we are right now, ladies and gentlemen? $150 to the green. Because, yeah! If you tailed us, you made about $210 yesterday. As I go to my uh, notifications on the Twitter at The Real Gresh, there for you, we got. Uh, hold on, I want to give everybody there. Uh, I want to give everybody the credit and the love. Our guy Bears out in Arizona was he all did it? over it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. He was on it. Uh, Meldrick again. Our guy Smooth Brother 86. Smooth Brother 86. I think, it's, I think it's the second time he has uh, tailed us. Mike O'Brien, he said, we have a winner. Glad I tailed it. There we go. Wow. And I I, I made my pick just based on sheer hate and, and uh, irritation. That was my analysis. You can listen to <laughs> you can listen to an alleged bunch of people or people who call themselves a bunch on the bets or you can just keep following with us, the best gamblers in the city here on Gresham Fourier. So we hit all four last night. We are to the positive $150 on the year and that is two winners this month. And the Lunchtime Parlay is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of WEEI. We'll talk to Marloni in 10 minutes, but I'm going to get us started with a UFC pick. Big pay-per-view card this weekend out in Anaheim. Uh, But I'm going to go with, if not the first fight on the card, one of the first fights on the card. 
Miranda Maverick, who Ooh. is, uh, well, uh, two fights ago at, uh, at, at the uh, UFC 289 when Amanda Nunes was fighting. There was a loss there to Jasmine Jasvidicious. But in the last fight, a winner, Miranda Maverick, is one of these kind of rising stars in UFC. I know it's a little heavy, but I'll take minus 185 for the Miranda Maverick win over Andrea Lee. Billy, good morning, friend. How What's are you? On? Doing all right yourself? Are you all, uh, is Bubba fired up for his first dunk contest this weekend? Oh, or? he'll be asleep. Oh, you, know yeah. what I, you know what I'll do is I'll DVR it. I'll show it to him the next morning. I think you should show him, like, the 86 dunk contest and say, son, this is what it really you know used what, to be like. You know what it is? And I hate to, you know, do this, but it's like with wrestling. Like, I'm going to have to, like, stay, stay subscribed to Peacock so I can show him the wrestling I grew up with. Yes. And then if he learns to like the new stuff, so be it, because I'm not really that into it. But I love the old stuff, and I hope he does too. Bubba needs to learn the power of Hulkamania. Have yeah, we exactly. have we have we gotten a, a little Nerf basketball yet? He's got, to, a, he's got a football. He does okay. have a little Nerf football. All right. Okay. You Is know? he snapping it or throwing it? Uh, and, 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 right, chewing on it. Oh, okay. There so you go. So as soon as all that right, becomes then. a play, hey, all the great ones <laughs> start it with the chew. Right. Because if, if you ever get to the NFL and you can carry the ball in your mouth, he's going to be number one drafter. Uh. What makes him different? Well, you know, he doesn't use his hands. Hey, that's really modern. (laughs) He can hold it without popping it. (laughs) Uh, I'm going with the uh, NBA All-Star game on Sunday. I'm I'm just taking the East on the money line. All right. Easy peasy. I I wonder, what's that over? What's the point total on that? It's going to be like... 4,000. It's going to be, right? 462. (laughs) Right. It's like, why would I even... You can't can't bet blocks. There's no block parties there. It's just like everybody's just letting... Yeah, nobody's playing defense. Well, that's true. I really... Really, the prop is, will someone play a play of defense in the uh, All-Star game? Uh, Chicken Nick, what do you got, friend? Going with the lone hockey game tonight because they refuse to put lines out for games over the weekend. So the Hurricanes are in Arizona to play the Coyotes. Coyotes have been stinking it up lately, so give me the Hurricanes on the 60-minute line tonight. Just got a win in regulation. Another 60-minute man. Another Ric Flair pick from our guy, Chicken Nick. And finally, your two-time Super Bowl (laughs) champion and proud supporter of an Afro, Christian Foria. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm just going to let it keep growing. So I'm going to call this the battle of the number two pencils and sense of entitlement. Oh, my God. I found (laughs) the total for the All-Star game. What is it? 364. Yeah, we were close. Oh, my God. We were close. Jeez. Uh, all right, Dartmouth basketball taking on uh, Columbia. Uh, I'm going to take Dartmouth plus nine and a half. Last time these two teams played, Columbia beat Dartmouth by 16 points, but they shot like 44% from three. Yeah. That's not going to happen again. So I think nine and a half, that's fine. I'll take Dartmouth. Coop. <laughs> <laughs> Dartmouth plus nine and a half. Hurricanes on the 60-minute line. The East All-Stars that on the money line. looks like my dog's hair, but yeah, brown. Dude, you are. I'm telling you. And then Miranda Maverick in UFC. You put all that together, ladies and gentlemen. Your $10 could win you $113.93. College basketball, hockey, NBA, and UFC. You ain't going to find anything like it. We'll get that out on social media. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I on Twitter. Gresh and Fourier on Instagram and the voice of baseball in Boston, Lewis Maloney joins us next. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.